broadcasting from a little shack on the Space Coast. This is the host of the Savaged Unfiltered podcast with Michael Gardner on iHeartRadio. This program contains subject matter and language that may be disturbing to some viewers. Your discretion is advised. Savaged Unfiltered. Your host, Michael here on the show uh i'm gonna have a special guest here on the show um some of his content guys um most of it you may understand most of it you may not uh the reason why i'm bringing him on the show today is because he has a fascinating book uh that's available on amazon entitled the struggle for world sanity um now the title yeah the title is a little, you know, sometimes it could be out there, but just listen to the title, The Struggle for World Sanity. Uh, this author is literally uh, getting really, really fascinating reviews, feedback. Uh, it has hit Amazon's best-selling listing with five stars across the board, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, uh, let's bring on Wajid the author of The Struggle for World Sanity. Welcome to the show. Sir, uh, before I say your name correctly, how do you pronounce your name? Because sometimes it's the wording sometimes is, is not always there. Well, it's not your regular all-American name, Michael. So <laughs> I'll uh, introduce myself, uh, Wajid Hassan. Okay, all right. I, and I do apologize sometimes, you know, when I, when I see names that I can't pronounce, Correctly, I, I always like, you know, the guests to say their name. So that way, you know, I don't say it wrong and, you know, I don't offend you. Absolutely. I'm not offended at all. Thank you. Okay. You're very welcome. Um, sir, uh, I see your book here on Amazon, uh, which, by the way, folks, is reaching over five stars on Amazon right now. And it has the best selling label on that book. Um. The, the title of this book, The Struggle for World Sanity, <laughs> that label is, uh, is interesting. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, about the background of the story uh, of the book, how you basically brought it into presence? Yeah, um, I actually published it in uh, August of uh, 2020, uh, right when the pandemic was kind of thing. It took, it took about three years uh, sitting around and then uh, trying to get um, you know things going. A friend of mine uh, helped me publish it on Amazon, and it was it was really interesting, Michael. That when it was published, it, it went straight to number one on Amazon on two categories, uh, primarily um, spirituality and mysticism, and the other was UFOs. Uh, and so, uh, of course, it didn't stay number one, but. Uh, it 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 sh- it kind of showed me that well, there's a tremendous interest uh, in the public on these on those subjects. Don't you agree? Oh yes, I, I do agree. And you know what's fascinating about writing books uh, through Amazon, whether it's the Kindle edition, you know, or the soft cover. Um, as an author, and I, I I just said this with a guest not too long ago. When you write books similar to your title. It's fascinating because it shares its own title, its own category. And here's the remarkable thing, folks. 
uh, just, you know, possibly if you're just getting into writing books for the first time, uh, you can create your own category. And literally, if you screenshot that and, and, and you post that on your social media, people will see that and you'll actually become, you know, that category's best-selling author. So, I mean, that's, that's fascinating. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, I didn't really, you know, to be honest with you, I, I, I haven't read the book, um, but I, I see, you know, it, it does have on the image on the cover, the front cover of the book, it has, you know, some type of spacecraft or UFO. Is it linked to uh, aliens and, and UFOs at all or? Yeah, I um, actually, uh, I was born in Pakistan. I was raised in England and uh then I moved to America. I, I was in LA for over 32 years now. I'm based in North Carolina. But when I was 18, I had this premonition. Uh, and, and, you know, I knew nothing about flying saucers and aliens and whatever. But when I was 18, I had this premonition to go out into the wilderness. Uh, and which I, you know, uh, I wrote in my book that your intuition is, you know, is, is a great um faculty which we've we've kind of lost use of right now because of uh, our conditioning by the uh, media and uh, whatever since our childhood but anyway I followed this premonition that I needed to go out and so uh, that particular Friday I, I took the coach or, or the greyhound as they call it in America to this place near Stonehenge which was uh, quite a distance from London and when I got there uh, I went out uh, I, I I walked on these uh, country lanes for about three hours and I knew that I had to be at this particular place at midnight. Again, this was my psychic uh, intuition. And as I got there, um, I had a, an experience uh, with a, um, what, what, what would be termed a flying saucer or a UFO, which actually uh, stopped and hovered over my position and this uh, this light came out from the craft and uh, filled me with this uh, tremendous kind of spiritual energy so it was a kind of a mystical experience which again I never talked about because people probably thought I was I would have crank or whatever but now that this uh, tremendous interest has been rising over the years people want to know the truth uh, behind uh, flying saucers and uh, interplanetary uh, beings. So that was another reason why uh, I wrote the book. And it was my own experience. And, you know, again, it's up to the listener to uh, make their own judgment. I'm not here to convince anybody one way or the other. Oh, sure. I mean, and, and just to be honest with you, if, I mean, hearing this story, I, I would probably think you're freaking nuts, you know, but, <laughs> I, you know, everybody, every, everybody has a story out there, you know, whether it's accurate or false, but I, I'm going to take your word for it, you know, that, uh, trust me, uh, you know, I, I've seen some crazy stuff, crazy shit in my life, and <laughs> I mean, you know, but I do see that you do have a, a story behind this, you know, you're, uh, you know, it says that you're from Pakistan. Were you born and raised in Pakistan or did you? Um, I was born in Pakistan and then my parents moved to England when I was three. Uh, so I was primarily raised in England. I went to um, uh, junior school in the in, in the north of England. Then we moved to London when I was 10. I went to high school there. And so I had my formal education in England. 
eventually got into the technical field as a field service engineer, then moved to uh, LA and did the same thing, worked for as a field service engineer for TRW, a computer maintenance division in Santa Fe Springs. And then um, uh, later on, I, I, I ch kind of changed my whole career. Uh, um, I was actually following my own uh, uh, master in English and by the name of Dr. Oh, George, wow. Dr. George wow, King. That? Yeah, that, that, that sounds interesting. I'd love to hear that. So you, you're practicing that as well too, correct? Yeah, and then when he passed away, I kind of got into a depression. And then my wife at the time, she said, well, you know, you made people laugh at school when you did a little bit of stand-up. Why don't you do some classes there? And so I did try to get out of my depression. I took some stand-up classes, then realized that I, I actually made people laugh. And so I hit the laugh factory in the comedy store. And then um, I, I ended up with a little computer repair shop in Hollywood near uh, Sunset and Highland. And this, uh, this lady came in and she kept looking at me and I said, what do you what do you keep looking at me for? She said, "Well, you have an interesting." I said, "So," she said, "Well, I'm a casting director." So I said, "So," I didn't know what a casting director was. So she said, "Well, let's see if we can get you an agent." So she got me a commercial agent, and I started auditioning and started booking commercials, and then I got a theatrical agent. And then oh, I wow. did that. I did that for like as a character actor for uh, over twenty years. Uh, you know, parts in uh, national uh, commercials and sitcoms and parts in movies so it was a it was a complete change from the technical background to the entertainment field but in the background uh, michael i was still following my own uh, spiritual master who i believe was in contact um with these higher beings that inhabit the higher dimensions uh, matchmaker.fm is the platform to connect guests with podcasters Podcasters find your dream guests instantly based on their area of expertise. Filter by location, search based on keywords, and you can even get to know your guests by watching their video pitch. Found someone interesting? No problem. Contact guests instantly via chat and schedule a time to record. No more backwards and forwards via email. It's everything you need to manage your show and tell amazing stories. Guests easily connect with thousands of podcasters who are looking to interview storytellers and experts just like you right now. Easily find podcasts based on their category, location and more and pitch them directly within Matchmaker. Book more appearances more quickly and share your wisdom with millions of listeners all over the world. The best part? It's completely free to get started. Just sign up, choose whether you want to create a profile for your podcast or as a guest, or you can do both. Fill out a few details about yourself and you'll be ready to start making those connections within minutes. Uh, in this galaxy, but also I believe in the solar system. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you, you touched on the media, you touched on politics just briefly as we started the show. You know, that has been surfacing a lot, you know, uh, coming out of uh, the United States government. Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, I I believe it, but I don't. I mean, I, I'd like to believe that, you know, we're not the only ones in this universe. There, there has to be other intelligent beings, right? I mean, well, it's uh, the public is now aware that the governments of the world, including including the United States government, know 
categorically they, they deny it, but they know that these um, uh, these UFOs they know that they're extraterrestrial. They know that they're sci scientifically advanced, millions of years ahead of us. You know, they can blink in and out of our dimension onto different dimensions and there's no aircraft that's actually chased them and captured one because their technology is so advanced but another aspect which um which my yogi master uh, because he was in telepathic contact with them was that these beings are actually highly spiritual beings they actually very concerned about our welfare and you look around right now man we're on the brink of world war three if this uh, russian bullshit doesn't stop yeah, and so, and and it was really interesting that when he got in contact with them, savage, unfiltered. Um, in the fifties, uh, that's when we started exploding our uh, atom and hydrogen bombs. So there was a tremendous amount of concern, and you know, if people do their research, scientists at that time, even now. They're absolutely amazed with, with I mean, uh, United States exploded over and uh, nuclear weapons, as did Russia. And they're, they're, they cannot believe that we're still alive. And it was very interesting because of the uh, atomic fallout, because they didn't understand what they were playing with. And it was very interesting that in the 50s, a lot of these UFO sightings started occurring very regularly in the skies. Yeah, thousands of people. So I, I personally believe that uh, they absorbed a lot of that radiation and probably saved us. That's my. Belief. So you're right. So you're you're saying that this uh, this yogi master, um, you know, uh, he believes that they're they're highly um, spiritual and they're very concerned for. Uh, I'm assuming our society as as human beings. Uh, if they can see that aspect now do they recognize us as human beings or you know we don't really have that that uh that conscience level of their understanding like do, how is their understanding of us uh their understanding is very universal see we we as a race have created these divisions of um uh, countries and races and religions that's that's all our stupidity over the millions of years that we've been here uh, we've sure. deliberately created this uh, division and uh, the controllers uh, take advantage of that and create this hatred between races and religions they don't look at us they don't look at us as chinese or american or indian or whatever they look at us as a race of human beings and they refer to us as the human race. And so right. they have a kind of universal approach uh, that we, you know, um, there's, there's, there's two things that they want to push. The first thing that they want to push is people, you know, understand the law of karma, the action and reaction, the divine law, which is action and reaction is opposite and equal. Uh, that, you know, we, we do reap what we sow. And so they're trying to tell us, look, you, you do whatever you do with your free will and look look what it's ended in. And the second aspect that they, they want to introduce uh, to the West, which has been suppressed, unfortunately, by the major religions, is the, is the truth about reincarnation, um, that we wow. are, that yeah. we do actually, uh, we're not, there, there is no one life to live. If I mean, let's face it, Mike, if there was one life to live, then, the, you know, 
then I guess whatever created us would be would be. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm starting to see that. I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm starting to see that. You know, as 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 much as we're you know starting to evolve now into this you know uh, new society of 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 a, of a world here of a planet. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're we're becoming more. Like I said, we're we're evolving more. You know, with technology that's constantly mm-hmm. evolving and everything else. But, you know, what I see is, you know, there's a lot of images that come out on social media and, you know, YouTube, and, and you really don't know what to believe. You know, I there's a channel here I want to plug in because I don't know if you if you follow them, but a, a lot of Gala.com, they're constantly, you know, surfacing, you know, yeah, different Gala, interviews. Gala. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is some of that. I, I don't know if you could speak on this, but is some of that accurate or is it, you know, pretty much your, you know, your YouTube uh, wishy-wash type stuff. Well, unfortunately, um, you know the the social media and the and the internet is just you know is was slammed with all kinds of stuff, and so that's why in my book I said that uh, the intuition of man is is, is probably the greatest um, lie detector that was ever built, and so uh, we have to do our own research. Uh, your listeners have to do their own research, make their own logical conclusions and based on what their intuition says and then discriminate between the false and the truth. And unfortunately, these days, it seems that the, that the lies are being propounded as truth and the truth is being propounded as lies. Um, coming back to uh, reincarnation, um, some Christian scholars did their own research. They found out that 700 years ago, the, the uh, reincarnation was actually taught in the Christian religion, and they deliberately took it out and put this one life to live in order to control the masses. Well, you know, you have one life to live, so either you do that or you're doomed to hell and damnation. So yeah. people are waking up to that, that this, again, all, all rubbish, uh, that there is no hell and damnation. We create that. And so we're, 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 we create our misery and our and, and our pleasure. Uh, we create our sadness and and our goodness. So, um, the law of reincarnation needs to be reintroduced. Um, you know, to understand that we 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 come on this planet uh, as different races, different religions, even different sexes, in order to uh, to understand what understand life, the experience of life with this which this planet, this beautiful planet that we in inhabit this living planet the goddess mother earth it is this is a this is a classroom this is not oh, a sure. this is not a place we didn't we weren't we weren't born here to suffer you know the suffering yeah. is our own making we will our our heritage michael is actually going into deep states of uh, meditation and bliss and joy that is our heritage and so all this other stuff, these wars the, and economic strife. The, the principles, and- yeah, the principles. And, you know, your, your book, I have to say, you know, uh, it, if you haven't picked a, a best time to, to release this thing, I mean, especially what we're going through now, you know, the right. label, the struggle for world sanity, uh, because this, I mean, this planet, especially this country, is literally on life support, you know, with just different types of events happening uh, governments creating their own uh, tyrannical uh, type of agendas, right. uh, whether it's through COVID or or different types of planned, uh, pandemics. So, I mean, like I said, I haven't read your book, but just listening to how you, uh, you know, expressed yourself over today, 
I think I'm going to pick up a copy. Uh, what else does your book entitle? Do you get into any type of politics whatsoever? Or is it pretty much uh, through your experience, you, you experience with these uh, entities? Well, what they've said, uh, they said that our political system uh, is a standing joke on, uh, on their planets because, you know, politics, not only in this country, but other countries, um, you know, it's it, again, it's creating division and hatred uh, between, yeah. you know, different. And, and they say politics. Politics is not the answer. Noise is economic system. They, they say that the, the monetary system uh, of this world. Michael Gardner, uncut, raw, uncensored. Designed to keep people in poverty. I mean, uh, they say it's actually a cancer in the heart of spiritual man the monetary system because we have we have um, uh, we have large financial corporations that actually own countries you know they loan money like Sri Lanka recently had a crisis and uh, you know they were bailed out again because they couldn't yeah, a lot of people, yeah a lot of people will label that as a as a world order you know where total uh, total world order total yeah world order. supposedly you know uh, just to name a few people you know some of it you hear from like the illuminati or you know these george soros uh type of groups i mean i believe that to an extent but i mean you mentioned on their planets here you know i'm always fascinating uh, or excuse me fascinated to understand, you know, different people's um, aspects here. I bring on the show. Um, you mentioned planets. Uh, do they have some type of? Uh, apparently, you had spoken to one of these entities. Uh, I actually, and- I, 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 my personally, I didn't. I had an experience with with one of the craft, and I had that experience uh, out in the wilderness. I, I just found, got this feeling when I, when this, these energies came through me, these spiritual energies that they were very, um, advanced, not only scientifically, but also spiritually, but my yogi master was in contact, telepathic contact with them. Okay. Did he go into any detail on what he's seen or? Yeah. Um, he wrote a book, uh, in the sixties called you are responsible, uh, again, <laughs> Uh, again, which was very timely, considering uh, at that time, you know, we, we started this madness uh, with the atomic uh, race. Um, but he, at that time, he wrote wrote of experiences that he went to uh, the planet Mars and Venus, and 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 actually uh, uh, communicated with these beings. And at that time, they laughed at him. Now, listen to this, Michael. Quant- you know, like you said, we've evolved uh, scientifically. And um, now quantum physics is actually uh, agreeing there are such things as different dimensions, different portals of uh, uh, universes. And so as a yogi master, he was able to project from his body in, in, from his, into his astral body and project to these um, people on this planet are not even aware of the dimensions that we, that we live in. There's, uh, he said there's, there's six dimensions above us and four dimensions yeah. below us that we go to when we die, we stay there and we come and reincarnate. And unless you're psychic, you're not even aware uh, that these dimensions exist. And it's the same with these other planets. Um, they don't live on the physical realm. He said, you can go to Mars tomorrow. You could land on Mars and you won't be aware of this, of these 
these uh, entities on these different uh, higher dimensions, even if you even if you lived on Mars for a hundred years. What's that, Michael? They're almost invincible. Then what you're pretty much saying, then, right? Well, they've they've raised their vibrations where they they exist on higher vibrations, and they can they can come down to our physical level. Uh, but unless we're evolved to the point where project and go to these higher dimensions we won't even be aware of them so you know again, there was a, yeah i'm sorry there was a movie um i know it's you know it's hollywood folks it's it's not always accurate but there was a movie that um that dug into dimensions if everybody remembers um uh interstellar uh where they uh explain black holes and you know third and fourth dimensions and they got into that very, very, you know, somewhat uh, brief, but, you know, it, it, it's kind of tying into what you're saying here on the show that, you know, there there are third, fourth, and fifth dimensions. I mean, I believe that, you know, we see that, you know, scientists right. are looking into that right now with black holes. Well, this, this you can this, travel from one side of the universe all the way to the other side of the universe, but. Well, this will blow your mind, but uh, sometimes they say the truth is uh, uh, greater than fiction. Coming from a technical background myself, uh, I'm very uh, wary unless I do my own research. But um, my yogi master actually uh, boarded uh, one of these particular craft. Uh, he, he wrote that experience in another book he wrote called The Nine Freedoms, again, available on Amazon. Now, he said this craft that he boarded actually comes into orbit of, of Earth. Uh, it's referred to as satellite number three. He said it's a mile and a half long, this, oh, wow. space, this spacecraft. And again, um, it's invisible to the naked eye, but it that, that doesn't mean that it's not there. Um, and, and what he saw, he saw beings, he said, that were like seven feet tall, humanoid, uh, handsome features. Um, and they were they actually manned very sophisticated instrumentations. And when he asked... Uh, what these computer systems were designed for said that they actually have a com like if you just look at terrestrial science today with a global positioning satellite we can pinpoint anybody on the on the with a cell who has a cell phone and so yeah. if you if you enhance that a million years technically they have the ability now uh, they know the frequency of every single live stream on this planet, man, woman, child, plant, animal. And so they have a complete dossier uh, of our uh, frequencies. And why, why would they have that information? It's because- Yeah, how, how are they getting this information? Is it, is, it, is, it, is it like pretty much like next level technology? Obviously it is. It's technology that we're not aware of. Yeah, they've assessed us for millions of years and uh, they've assessed that information. But the, the positive thing, which I want to tell your listeners, is that um, they have because they have that ability, we can actually contact this particular um, spacecraft telepathically. You know, again, this is going to blow your mind, but we can request uh, energies, spiritual energies, the kind that I felt uh, telepathically, and they'll send it to us individually, like uh, one person or a million people, and we can send this out uh, to the world and raise it. And that's that's the crux of the book is that we have to go back to spiritual principles, not religious principles, because religion has nothing, done nothing but cause more mayhem. But these spiritual laws that were propounded by people like Jesus and Buddha and Krish, Krish, Krishna, I mean, what part of that 
shall not kill, don't you? Don't we understand? Yeah, so, I, I, I understood that concept. Uh, there was a lot of, um, uh, I've had some people on the show before where they basically had said that, you know, uh, religion was created uh, to control the masses, but also um, keep the sanity to a certain level. Because if you if you if religion wasn't created, you know, people on this planet would go crazy to an extent. Well, I, you know, the the, the leaders of these religions, I believe, were highly involved uh, interplanetary beings that came from different higher dimensions. People like Jesus and Buddha, and and Krishna. It was, you know, people are now questioning even the Star of Bethlehem. How can a star hover over the stable? You know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, uh, to me, that looks more like a UFO sighting than a star, than a star. And uh, it was interesting when the Lord Buddha was born, uh, there's the people recorded that five disc-shaped objects were seen above the sky. When he died, five, six, five disc-shaped objects appeared. So the leaders of these religions uh, propounded truths which were universal. They weren't different. They created different religions over, you know, because of different times and different cultures. But if you read the concepts all of these religions, they're all the same. But the leaders yeah. of the, these religions have, have turned them into dogma. And like you said, uh, to control the masses. And now all that's going to be break because, you know, you can you you can fool some of the people some of the time, but not all the time. And eventually all these new uh these the truths are coming out that we have been suppressed we have been controlled and these higher beings are impressing us with inspirational energy and that's the only solution michael that i wrote in the book is a spiritual solution is to send out healing send out light uh in healing that jesus used to raise the dead and cure the blind i mean these are universal energies pranic energies that come from the sun uh, i i hear the I hear the energies, uh, you know, uh, you know, the level of energy, you know, where it ties it into a lot of our, uh, our pyramids all over the world. And if you notice all these pyramids all over the world, whether the, the Egyptian pyramids, pyramids, the, the Mayan pyramids, uh, there's pyramids even in the United States, not as large, but I mean, they're, they're somewhat uh, big. They're all pointing to this pretty much the same, same set of stars. I believe they were designed by extraterrestrials as collecting uh, pranic collection, uh, radionic um, uh, machines that collected uh, spiritual energy. Absolutely. And so, um, see, the thing is what people need to understand is at one time we were a very advanced uh, individuals, uh, not only scientifically, but spiritually as well. And we've regressed. Over the century, we were more we were more advanced now. No, uh, in the past, yeah, in the in the past, uh, the, the these oh. um, higher beings have told told us that we we had two two civilizations here. Uh, one was called Lemuria, and the other one was called Atlantis. And uh, Lemuria, they said, was much more advanced scientifically and spiritually than we are today, and so was Atlantis. But listen to this. Uh, we actually destroyed these civilizations through atomic warfare. So um, this is not the first time that atomic energy has been used for murder on this planet. We've, we've, we've destroyed ourselves twice in the I, past. I also heard the Anaki, right? The Anunnaki? Uh -huh. were, they, were they, yes, were they tied to the, these, uh, these beings as well too? 
they could be, and like you say, I don't know everything, so I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna profess that I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't mean, I, I don't mean everything. to put you on the spot or nothing, but you know, some of this, you know, this knowledge that you're saying here on the show is just, it's, it's mind blowing and it's, it's fascinating to, to know it, you know, because, hey, if, if somebody knows something, you know, hey, I, I, I'd love to understand it. Well, um, coming, coming to Atlantis. Um, some of the in Hindu uh, Vedic uh, teachings, which go back 20,000 years, uh, teachings like the Mahabharata and the Ramayama, um, they yeah. talk about uh, vimanas or flying machines. They talk about energy uh, beams that would that, that would destroy whole armies, um, Atlantis. And then the Bible talks about the great flood. Uh, that's when the uh, earth flipped axis and... Uh, uh, Atlantis uh, fell under the uh, Atlantic Ocean, as did Lemuria. So they're warning us that if we don't behave, and if we don't get our act together, uh, we could uh, we could end up with a, an, another atomic war. So uh, again, the crux of of uh, the message in my book and of these higher beings and my own yogi master is that we need to start loving each other. We need to stop this uh, madness. Yeah, like in your own aspects and opinions, if you can, like, why do you think it's it's driven us to this this type of like you mentioned madness? I know I it's think, politics, but yeah, go ahead, sir. Well, like you said, um, you know, we we're not controlled by governments or politicians. We're actually controlled by the people who control the finances. They're the people who control the uh, governments, and we're just puppets of the governments. I believe that be, uh, in on different dimensions, in dimensions that we can't see, there are forces of darkness, uh, demonic forces in lower realms that want to keep us under control. They, they want to create war and hatred because they feed on it. I believe that these higher beings, or in the Bible referred to as angels, uh, are also um, uh, helping in this. There's a spiritual battle going on uh, for the souls uh, of mankind. And and I think the, the dawn, because of the Aquarian age, uh, the, there is a spiritual awakening. Mankind is, is waking up. People are realizing there's more to life than this madness that we're, that we're going, going. Oh, yeah, states. I mean, you're seeing it through, you know, just about all over the place. All nations are, are pretty much facing the same consequence. Uh, you know, I, I, I once, uh, there was once a quote saying, you know, every empire, every great empire will fall. And uh, hopefully it doesn't happen here in the United States because this is literally the last utopia uh, of a land uh, that that we have. There's no other place that we can reestablish a society. There's there's no other place. If we screw up here in the United States, that's it. There's there's no other place. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're we're allowed the freedom of. Uh, of expression up to a point. I mean, we can still worship in our own different ways. There's some countries that you can't do that, they'll, they'll hang you or put, put you to jail. So we have that um, freedom that other countries can't provide. But if we're not careful, uh, we could go into a dictator, dictatorship very easily. So again, um, it's the common man that's been asked to raise, the common man will, will eventually realize that he's the one that's been manipulated through wars and cold wars and economic strife. And, and, you know, in the end, the common man is the one who's suffered. 
uh, through it. I mean, look what I mean. They're recruiting all these young men in Russia right now to go and go and go and kill Ukrainians. I mean, even the young I just, men. I had that on my show yesterday uh, with uh, with one of my panelists that I, where now the Kremlin, the Russian government, is literally almost like just about begging, not begging, but going into almost threat. Like they're they're going into draft papers, like the same shit that you've seen in the in the in the 50s and 60s here in the United States where they would actually force people uh, papers to go into the military. And if you if you did not go into the military, you did not comply with the government. Yeah, but in, in those in those days, people, you know, young men said, yeah, I'm going to go to war. I'm going to fight for my country. Uh, people not in the young men in Russia are not doing that because of this awakening. Now they say, no, I'm not going to go kill another man for you. This this goes yeah. against the law of 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 the divine. We are not supposed to be killing each other, and that's why reincarnation. If they understood reincarnation, you know, these beings said they said the greatest sin. There's only one sin on this planet, only one, and that's ignorance. And so all oh, our yeah. wars and everything that everything that we do is based on ignorance. If we were enlightened, if we knew about reincarnation, you know, these these young men. Something within them is saying, "No, I don't want to go and kill another human being." It goes against the laws of nature, and so um, if people understood, if if reincarnation and the law of karma was taught to the children at a very early age, they would think twice about going into war, knowing that the that the people they're fighting could have been their father or their mother or their sister or their brother in the last life, and these are truths again. That need to be reintroduced in order that people start thinking for themselves. So here's here's one uh, one question here. Um, somebody brought this up to me uh, a long time ago, and I've just been trying to find a show uh, to ask this question. And you know, thank you for coming on the show, by the way. And you kind of fit this uh, this question I'm about to ask. You bring up the question that you know, reincarnation is to teach us that what we had in our past life wasn't probably the best, but we have to learn in this new life what we weren't learning in the past life. Is that, is that kind of what the uh, purpose of reincarnation is, to teach us what we were doing wrong in the past yeah. life? Yeah. Life? Yeah, I mean, the law of karma, um, you know, we are action reaction being opposite and equal. Um, does you know experience is not a is not a con a nation uh it's not a punishment uh it, it teaches us and and sometimes pain is the cornerstone of uh, um you know of spiritual growth and my yogi master said he, he said if you're a rich man in this life and you and you stayed selfish and to the poor or, or didn't help with your riches, it's 100% guaranteed that in the next life you'll be born in poverty. Again, not to, not to punish you, but to teach you. And, and you know, the cosmic being said, look, if you murder somebody in this life, again, you, you know, the, the laws of man, you can get a nice attorney and get away with murder on this planet, but it doesn't escape you from the law of karma. You, you will, if you murder you will not might you will be murdered 
either in this life or the next life, uh, uh, the same way that you murdered somebody. Again, not to not to not to punish you, but to teach you. And so um, it, it answers the questions: Why some people are born poor? Why why a, a baby has cancer when it's two years old? Or why you know somebody's talented? on the piano at three these things they don't learn from this life this is stuff that they bought from their last life and and so it almost it almost states that you're you're saying that you know life is constantly recycled over and over and over and you're living the same life that you were in the previous life then if i'm getting that correct yeah exactly there's no such thing as an innocent child we come we yeah. come we come with baggage the, the the compassion with the law of reincarnation is that we don't remember our past lives because some of us could have done some pretty awful things, uh, and I'm glad that we don't remember these past lives. But um, but we do come with limitation. We come with experiences we have to overcome. And again, uh, you know, some people are form de born deformed, some people are born blind, and then others are born with high IQs, low IQs. Uh, it, the law of karma is 100% and absolutely just. And so uh, everybody in this world, that we, the experiences that we're going through is what we, we ourselves have created. And it's something that we have to overcome. I have to say, like, how, how does this, like, how does each life, right, or, or, or each persona or character of a person, how is that determined? Is that determined by us or obviously through the, uh, through the higher, higher gods? Well, when we die... We have a, a lower self, but we also have our higher self, and and our higher how higher power or higher self judges judges us, and then based on that, uh, actually picks our parents. Uh, so we, you know, it's not by chance that we pick the parents and the exact time that we we're supposed to reincarnate in order to learn these experiences, which which we um, uh, either did good things or bad things. And then, you know, it just goes on and on. And why does it go on and on? We, we continue to be born with different experiences. Again, my master said there's only one reason we're on this planet, not two. And that's to raise our consciousness to higher uh, dimensions, higher uh, states of meditation is controlled by uh, power hungry people. This is not the way mankind is supposed to be living. We're supposed to be living in beautiful ideas. Well, uh, again, the reason for writing the book was to let people know that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that in the coming centuries, there is going to be a new age that's going to dawn on this planet. And so um, if we raise our vibrations, we'll be able to stay on this new planet, this new age, uh, which has already started. Um, and, you know, climate change is another aspect of it. It's not just... Uh, uh, carbon, carbon emissions is more towards it. I don't have time for that, but there is a new age that yeah. has been guaranteed where there was going to be no wars, no economic system, no uh, races, just one open land and sea. And that's what we've been promised, and that's what's going to dawn. And again, it's up to us uh, do we go into regression where eventually we won't be allowed to stay on this planet? We'll probably be reincarnated on a younger planet or create this new age that's been foretold by not only my yogi masters not only by the higher beings but prophets of old as well so there's a light at the end of the time there is inspiration and hope and that's another reason why i wrote the book 
One more time, Wajed. Is that how you say your first name? Uh, Wajid. Wajid, I'm sorry. Wajid, uh, it was an, an, an honor having you on the show, really. Um, uh, I, I'm literally, um, I'm going to pick up the book, guys. Uh, if you want to hear more on Wajid, his story, uh, some of his book, uh, you can go over to Amazon, check out his book, guys, The Struggle for World Sanity, uh, because literally uh, the, the, the that the world is going through uh, spins and hoops right now. Uh, any uh, final thoughts before we close it out, Wajid? Um, yeah, also people can go to my website, uh, wajidauthor.com, W-A-J-I-D-A-U-T-H-O-R, wajidauthor.com. And uh, there's clips of my uh, uh, of my organization, my yogi master and, and stuff like that. Um, the, my final is we we as human beings have a responsibility for the younger generation um and so we need to roll up our sleeves and change ourselves into service and spiritual ways no matter in what, what not not particular any particular religion or ideology but this universal approach of service to others helping others regardless of race color creed and religion uh, that is the call of action today to raise the vibration and I hope we get to that point, you know, because the madness needs to stop. It really does. Wajid, thank you very much for your time. Thank you for reaching out to the show. And um, I wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Thank you for having me on the show. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. Take it easy now. Bye.